Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Drew. Um, I don't know what to call this. Uh, it's going to be the special edition Bioshock spoiler penis, as Dave called it. <laughs> so um, we're going with that. <laughs> well, yeah, basically, we uh, four guys, this is Drew, we have Dave, John, and Justin on as well. And we're going to sit down and spoil the shit out of Bioshock Infinite. So if you have not finished Bioshock Infinite yet, or if you plan on playing it in the near future, please turn this podcast off now. We'll give you time. Okay, now that that's happened, let's talk about Bioshock Infinite. Everybody's finished it, correct? Yes. Yes. Everybody's ready to talk about it? Yes. Yes. Yep. What did you guys play it on? I do want to bring that up. Uh, Whatever the default is. Yeah, I tried it on normal and got all the way to uh, the airship defense <laughs> and said, fuck this. Oh, no, yes. I played, I played on normal, but I, it took two goes for the airship. I didn't have much of a problem until that son of a bitch part. And then yeah, uh, I think twice I had to uh, restart it and finally got through it. I only lost once in that part, and it was yeah. because my airship died. It yeah, wasn't because I, I died. I lost yeah. the airship once there. I thought the Lady Comstock fights were way worse. They were just well, fucking see, annoying. That it was more annoying for me. It was more annoying because she kept raising the dead, and it was just endless streams of dead coming at you. So yeah. I said fuck it and just went for her, and I would die a lot. But at least there was like you know checkpoints or whatever you want to call them, so you can just go back and continue to take her down and. Uh, eat away at her health unlike the airship where if you die or this airship gets blown up you have to start completely over so did anyone think i'll think it was a little bit weird that um bullets could harm a ghost no i didn't think that john (laughs) okay just me then (laughs) i you know i don't really know i didn't i didn't know what that was they they kept calling it a ghost but i was like hey it's probably just some kind of manifestation or whatever like the my i'll just yeah what what i'll go ahead and say weapons of choice what was your weapons of choice in this game oh 
man, that's a tough one because I kept changing. Um, I use the machine gun the most, and mm. probably um, the shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah, those those were my two. Those were the two that I leveled up all the way. I um, I, I picked the sniper rifle and machine gun. I think I kind of. I think I'll probably end up going back on the sh- and using the shotgun a lot if I decide to go and back and play it on hard or ninety nine because I think that would come in handy then. The carbine was my go-to. I leveled that sucker up. I also had that piece of gear that gave me fifty percent big, bigger clip sizes. The whole thing could hold thirty-eight bullets, and I just—I was almost like a machine gun with that thing. <laughs> and it would hurt dudes bad. Like, I could take down, you know, because you fought the Lady Comstock ghost multiple times. Three times. Yeah. Yes. And after that, like, first fight, when I go to it the second time, she went down. No no problem. Just, I did I did wind up using the carbine for that fight. Yeah. Because yeah. you need something with the zoom. She moves around too much. Yeah. Uh, see, for me, she didn't really move around uh, all that much, especially the last or the second fight. She just kind of stayed stationary, which was kind of weird. I was kind of happy for it, but it was weird that she didn't move around as much for me. So yeah, the the most annoying part for me was whenever you were in the asylum and those those dudes with the George Washington masks on would stand there and they couldn't see you, but then. This creature oh. with the light, oh, yeah. the horn creature, yeah. Yeah. The horn, yeah. if it saw you and wake those guys up, that was the most annoying part. Because number one, I didn't have any weapons, I didn't have yeah. any salts, and I was just like, I had a pistol and just. Doo, 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 and I mean, you, they wouldn't die. Yeah, that took I forever. What those call their boy something, boy of boy of boy of sound, because they don't see you, they hear you. And they're blind. Apparently, they've got a bit of a backstory, which I'm sure is probably in one of the. Um, DLC. Voxophones. Oh, I thought um, it was DLC. But I think they're called Boys, a Boy of Sound or something like that. But yeah, they were a real bitch because you think, oh, I'll just creep by. But I never managed to. I was too, um, too clumsy to get through. I was able to a couple of times. Um, but then I would wind up getting checkpointed back and have to creep through again. And eventually they would see me. Yeah. Yeah. The, needless to say, the combat in this game was not its shining moment. Well, well just it, like the it, other two. I mean, yeah, it's not that fussed about the, the combat. I mean, it, I've, I've played worse was for, you know, well, plenty right. of those. Um, it just, it wasn't too much of an advance on, on Bioshock, um, in my opinion. Boy of Silence, that's what it's called. The biggest thing that I noticed, and I noticed this right off the bat, was the lack of able, being able to hold more than two weapons on like the first couple games where you could just hold down the R bumper and cycle through. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So that kind of... Well, really... unless you kind of get used to a playing style at that point, you kind of pick your favorites like we mentioned earlier. I kind of... That's yeah, but the bad. thing is that each weapon, though, kind of has its strength to, for the enemies you're fighting, is what I gathered. And... If you don't have the right one, you're at a severe disadvantage. So. Yeah, there are definitely some instances where if you're stuck with a shotgun and that's all you have ammo for, you are kind of screwed. Yeah. Did it, did it, did people not... All right, I found myself not using Vigors much at all. I use them constantly. That's my yeah, main like way of like, attacking. I Shock was... and burn. Those were my two. Yeah, I like possession. Yeah, possession I use quite often too, especially against uh, what are they called? The P- 
Patriots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were a real pain in the ass. They are. Yeah. So I used the those three primarily. Did you get every one of them in the game? Because there was two of them that you could miss. I missed charge. Okay, I got charge. You could actually buy them. See, that was the thing. You know how they always had like this the intro where he would show him popping the top and then drinking it, and then his hand would turn into some kind of weird thing. Mm. But the charge and the undertow and the the one other one, the one that you could put up a shield to stop bullets and then throw it back at them. Well, I barely yeah. used that at all. That I used yeah. that a lot. I didn't yeah, use any of those three. Yeah, I, I barely used was quite it. handy when you were fighting uh, enemies who were on... Uh, ledges, high were, ledges and stuff. Yeah. Pull them to you. And on or, the airships, they were quite handy. Yeah. Push them off, too. For the mm. Yeah. Um, I used, charge, I barely used at all. Oh, I used charge a lot. Once I leveled that sucker up, it was like... You could force, like, five guys that were standing in front of you. Just knock the hell out of them if you charge it up all the way. And I actually used that shield a good amount... Toward the end, I can't remember what the name of it is now. Yeah, I don't remember what it was either. It had a, like a picture of a Trojan, yeah, like a, like a Centurion looking like um, soldier. Now, did you use that one at the airship defense? Yeah. The shield? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that's where I went wrong then. It was, um, you know, because it would help you. It, you wouldn't get hurt, and then you could throw like this big ball of just destructive energy back at the guys. So the more you absorbed hits the worst that that attack was going to be. Yeah. I was toying around with, you know, using that one at the airship defense, but I just got too pissed off at it and said, fuck it. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it, 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 I kind of exploited the game a little bit because especially on that airship part where they had the, the handrails that went all the way around the ship. Um, I could jump, jump on it, then jump directly down on a guy, then jump back up on it and then jump right back on a guy. And I had that, I had this gear on where it would burn guys around me, and I could also siphon health from guys with melee attacks. And so it was, I was kind of breaking the game a little bit. I don't think you were breaking. I think you're playing it the way you're supposed to be playing it. You know, um, you can't just sit and shoot and use um, two specific or three specific uh, vigors. You have to kind of use the rail and use the gear to your advantage, which is something I didn't do. So, I mean, did I play it right? Probably not, because obviously I died so many times at that part. So, yeah. you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but to each their own, isn't it? Well, right, but I mean, some of us had easier times with that than others, and you know that you know goes for your style of play. I mean, you use the handrail. I didn't. It would probably made it a little bit simpler if had I used the right gear, the right figures, and all that crap. So yeah, you you certainly have to sit back and think about what you're going to do in the, any given situation, but. It doesn't really give you time to think about. Okay, I need to get with this weapon and this figure and all that shit. So. Yeah, I found like I, I kept finding gear and just saying this is this is not going to help how I play, so I just grab it and not equip it. Right, and you know I did the compare feature and I always looked at what would benefit me the most, like give me health back or something. So. Yeah. I didn't think about how it helped me attack, which is totally my fault. So. Yeah, I'm sure if I played this on a harder difficulty, I would be dead a lot more because I would I would just like just I wouldn't like sneak up on guys. I'd just walk right into the room and just stand right in the middle of everywhere and just and just shoot them off with my carbine. And of course, I'm absorbing bullets, but you know, I never I hardly did any running and gunning in this game unless it was like a big guy like the handyman or something. And even then, couldn't run too far. 
Yeah. Those dudes those dudes can cover some ground pretty quick. Yep. And they can take <laughs> away your, your rail travels by electrocuting it. So Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I oh, didn't yeah. find out until the um when you were making your way up to the the uh, the I guess Comstock's airship. When you're going through the different levels and they he jumped up and electrocuted it and like, Oh, great. Now I'm sitting duck. So, all right, I think we've exhausted the combat enough. Let's get into this this massive story. How how do you guys want to approach this? Uh, man, uh, <laughs> do you want to go from go from beginning, or do you just want to say? So, what was your guys' thoughts? Like, you you obviously knew that that there was going to be some kind of big ending to this game. What was your original? I don't know, speculation. Because I like to speculate before <laughs> well, before actually finishing the game. And, and and I think I told Dave and Ken this when I first finished it, because they were the first two to beat it. And I uh, I was like, okay, so it's a time-altering game. So the first thought that went into my head was, Comstock's going to be Booker. That's exactly what I just thought. Just for the pure speculation of since it's time altering, it's going to be something like that because that's typically where the go-to move is for that, right? Yeah, I was thinking either that or Elizabeth is actually the bad guy through some kind of time travel shit. See, that Which never kind, entered my mind. That kind of does happen. That kind of does at happen. At one point, yeah. Yeah. My but, thought was Booker and Elizabeth will have some sort of relationship beyond. What we've seen. I didn't really right. pick up on the Booker Comstock thing. I was kind of more leaning in the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was thinking for at the very beginning, I was like, they're obviously going to have to link to the first Bioshock with this game. And I was thinking Booker and uh, Elizabeth escape this place and basically change their name and have a child named Andrew Ryan. <laughs> That's <laughs> Timelines don't fit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, you know, they probably could do that, but I'm thinking it's supposed to be in the 1940s, and Andrew Ryan's probably in his 50s by that time. I'm just like, mm, no, they don't have enough time <laughs> to have a kid. Well, I, I, I was also with Dave saying that, you know, those two are going to have some kind of relationship, but I didn't know what it was going to be. But huh. Luckily, it didn't go all old boy on it. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm surprised you even know what Old Boy is. Oh, I love, that's one of my favorite films of all time. That you know they're doing amazing. a remake, right? Oh, for fuck. No, nah, I don't care. Yep. A proper American remake? Yes. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> I I think how they linked Rapture was incredible. I didn't even see that coming. At that point, that was in such... Um, I was so close to the end game, And I had absolutely no idea that that was... Right. Right. ever even going to come into it at that point because yeah. you're so wrapped up in the story and you know you're now at this point where um you've you've been to the future and you've seen old elizabeth and you know, your mind's starting to kind of grasping at straws trying to comprehend what's going on right. and then all of a sudden boom you're in rapture and it well, took me about five seconds because i thought it shouldn't Fuck. even take that long because I mean, as soon as you like see the wonder, the water and glass, boom, it's rapture. That's the first no, thing my thought went to. And you know, the thing with the story is too is if you pay attention and not get overwhelmed and wrapped up in it, you caught, you probably could have figured that out because they said that the one thing that can hurt the songbird is what? Water. Water. You do and see then, that. 
he when he first attacks you and you he tries to grab you from uh, in, in under the water up um battleship bay and his eyes start to crack and yeah but i mean i mean fair plays to him i was wrapped up in that story oh, i yeah. was thinking it's... about the original bioshock at this point i mean yes you get the, the the similarities but the story was so well told and the the acting was phenomenal and it kind of all you know you get sucked up in it and it literally took me a few seconds because i was so i mean to me the the, the death of the songbird was the most the, the most incredible scene in that game it was sad uh, it was incredibly sad Put and this little it, wing on the glass and like oh it's right and it you know you bearing in mind that this you, I mean, he's barely in it for a star yeah. which is a shame but apparently dlc is gonna focus on songbird what one of the packs does um but he's barely in it but the fact the amount of information you get from elizabeth about songbird you can't he's linked to her and it, it kind of the death scene's quite I, I thought quite poignant and i it literally took me about five seconds and i realized fuck i'm in rapture because i see a big i think i corner me eye there's a big daddy and then it turns around and you see the the serve um the uh there's the, the door ever on on there and and it just suddenly dawned on me it's like fuck 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 yeah. it was like just an incredible moment and it was, a, it was chilling absolutely and there is i mean i don't as soon as i finished this game i was straight on spoiler forums um there's a really good one on neogaf i got directed to and uh, <laughs> apparently if you go back to a scene where Fitzpatrick when is killed in bioshock you can hear the songbird die and there is a big it, it yeah that's not real and yes it really does sound like it going on at the moment between these two sort of thought trains of thought um it, it i've listened to a video and it does sound eeringly like songbird um and you're talking about a game that was what 2007 bioshock yeah so th- six years ago um we know songbird appears in bioshock technically because the word songbirds on one of the posters but I just can't see how six years ago when Bioshock was being made and they probably had thoughts about what the next thing was going to be and possibly even knew that there would be something called Songbird in there. I can't see them thinking that far ahead. The amount that changed between they first showed Bioshock Infinite off in 2011, the, the difference in the game between then and now was huge. Um, so the difference between when, before they'd even started the game, it would be a lovely thing if that was the case. If well, you never know. I mean, they could have thought about this ahead. They like, okay, we're going to make three games, and this is how they're going to intertwine. Sort of. You might, you might. You absolutely might be right. Um, because I mean, just... look at the little sisters. Who do they look like? Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, Elizabeth looks like them. That's they could easily pull that off. I think that's another one of those alternate reality things. Cause yep. you know, if they mentioned it at the, at the end of it, whenever everybody's walking through all these different portals and things and, and these lighthouses, they say it's, it's a, to another world, but it's another world that basically <clears throat> it's kind of like us, you know, it's, it's, you know, the main character of Bioshock one is kind of like Booker. And yeah, there's always a man. There's always a lighthouse. There's always a city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's cool. While we're talking about that, 
I'm going to bring up the biggest problem I had with this game. That scene. Because forgive me if I'm wrong, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. When you get pulled from the clutches of Songbird to the future and old Elizabeth, she says, you never make it. Booker always gets killed by Songbird. Okay? So I'm right there. I'm pretty sure she said that. That's why she had to pull you forward so that she could give you the clue to give to Elizabeth to how to control Songbird. So if that's the case, if he's the only booker out of all of the infinite universes that makes it to that point, how come when they go to the lighthouse scenes, there are other bookers than Elizabeth? I can't figure that out. And I'm no quantum physicist. I don't think you're the only booker. There's multiple universes with different, you know, with bookers and how he, he, you know, he plays out in that he, universe. If he, that makes sense. Oh. He's one that doesn't get killed by Songbird, and the events in the lighthouse would happen after. After the whole, the whole thing, you know, that that's the end game. That's the, you know, everything's done. So how come there are other ones there? I unless I mean, like, the problem is. You start thinking about this too much, and you just—this is why people's nose starts bleeding. <laughs> this is this is the, <clears throat> this is essentially the, the 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 story trend of a time loop. Right. The problem is I don't know when that loop is supposed to start over, and I don't think—and I think they kind of leave it ambiguous as to when it starts over. Because here's my question: Who came first, Booker, DeWitt? Or Comstock. Oh, Booker. How? So because he turns into Comstock. I know he turns into Comstock, but so yeah, the the first time around, does he take or not take yeah, the baptism? Exactly. Which one is that one? Because it, if he takes the baptism, right, he becomes right. Comstock. He still has his child. So but there, it, so, so there is no need for him to go back in time and steal his child from Booker Dewitt. No, Booker Booker doesn't have Anna until after the baptism. The baptism comes first. Basically, um, how I how I perceive it, or how I'm, it's kind of I've seen it explained, is that the universe for every decision made creates an alternative universe where the opposite decision is made. So at that point, the book makes a choice between either having the baptism or not. That's before Anna's born. Comstock then, if he doesn't take the baptism, he stays Booker and he. That that timeline is Booker, and he's an, he becomes an alcoholic, and you know gambler, and he meets his wife, and then they have a child. If if he takes a baptism, it's Comstock who, for certain, I don't, is probably in the Vox's phones as well, but I'm not sure how his paths cross with um, Rosalind Latisse. But Com, uh, Comstock is experimenting with the their sort of ability to to move in between tears, and yep. that makes him sterile, which is why he needs to steal a child from somewhere. And who better to steal than he's not technically? But the that that bit that bit doesn't kind of the whole ending doesn't kind of um, confuse me that much because it's a case of. By Elizabeth killing Booker before he makes the choice, it removes that choice, and so then it creates a paradox, and only the Booker who becomes a drunken gambler 
can progress, there will never be a Comstock. And I can I understand that part. Um, I just don't understand the part where if he was the only booker to make it through Songbird, how come there were more in the lighthouse thing? That just kind of... Wait, that... wait, wait, wait. Wait, no, didn't no, he wait. turn into Comstock because of his past, uh, you know, his past and his drinking and all that? Oh, it was before he um, basically... It was at the end of the Wounded Knee whenever he went to get baptized for all his sins that he that he got at Wounded Knee. Right. And, and basically, if, if uh, you know, taking the baptism kind of gives him a a a sense of a new lease on life. Yeah, right. he's he's reborn as Comstock. Comstock. But John, to what you were saying, I think you know when he when Elizabeth fixes it by drowning him, that eliminates both of them. There is no Comstock. There is no Booker. Then why is she still standing there? Yeah, that's what I was saying. All yeah, all of the other Elizabeths disappear. Like Ken was saying, it's just kind of that Inception thing where you never totally see the top fall. At oh, the end of it, gotcha. but once there's once there's no Booker, there can be no Anna, and therefore no Elizabeth. It was a Booker because she he's alive at that point, so there is a Booker. That timeline will continue because Booker no, when she when she drowns him, then that eliminates both. No, that no, that only eliminates Comstock. How is Booker, Booker still alive if she's he's drowned? Reality. <laughs> Well then, okay. To that point, then after the credits, there's Booker. There is. That's and, it. And I he mean, goes in there to see if the baby's there, and then we never find out. Yeah, I think that's just you know kind of a a look back kind of thing. I don't think that's a looking forward sort of thing. Is after if you look at the date. That's after the events of Columbia, because there's a calendar. Yep. So it is is uh, from what I can gather. Again, this is this is all. This, They've not actually come out and said anything specific, but the point, the whole point is, is that by killing one Booker before the baptism, then there's no other choice other than there's no split because it's the universe is only split when a choice is made. And by making the choice to kill Booker, he can't become Comstock. He can't then take Anna who then can't become Elizabeth, who then can't kill Booker, it creates a paradox. And then all of those parts are wiped, and it only re- the only universes left are the ones where Booker just doesn't give up Anna for sale. See, I don't agree with that, because uh, you can't really kill a universe. Um, no, it's I not. think whatever's it, supposed to happen is going to happen. This whole story, it's, it's, it's going to go for full circle. It's going to be the same no matter what happens. And that's what I think, because you know this time thing just sucks. Oh, I can't comprehend it. It's you so need hard. to read more DC comics then. Well, <laughs> and and it's like that last scene can just be a reminder that hey, you know, like we said, there's millions of millions of universes. This can totally be restarting or happening somewhere else. Right. You know, you think you've snuffed out the problem, but, but you no. haven't. It's... You, you can't snuff out a problem. It's going to happen no matter what. But no, they don't. She explains how they do it. In the game, she tells because it has to happen that way in order for every universe not to have a Comstock or the choice of becoming a Comstock. Yeah, but you know, like the Lutises say, how do you know how far back to go? Right. But because that's you only need to go to that point because that's where Comstock starts the baptism. Without the baptism, 
um, in, or without Booker accepting the baptism, there is no Comstock. None of the other universes have anything like that other than when he accepts a baptism. So that's the point where everything changes. So he kind of how... accepted a baptism from Elizabeth. I mean, shit, they drowned him in the water. <laughs> Well, well, and like you were saying, there's... deadly baptism <laughs> sounds like a 1980s action movie. <laughs> and and that's that's kind of the problem with stuff like this is until you know Ken Levine or somebody specifically says this is what happens, then it's all kind of conjecture. Because the the convenient thing about time bending stuff is you can just sort of do whatever the hell you want, right? Well, and the answer to everything is oh, alternate universe. Right. I think I think the problem that I how I see it is that. It, they've kind of um, come, sort of had, well, it's a victim of their own success, I guess, is you when you go into this game, you're going to overthink it because it's Bioshock. We know what happens, how happened in the original Bioshock. We knew there was a twist in the end. So you're scrutinizing the game that little bit more. The problem is, is that the theme of the game, such as transdimensional or trans, you know, the universe tearing and stuff, that kind of subject really shouldn't be in, um, interrogated too strongly because of the loopholes and the bits and pieces that can be found. Oh, that's where I disagree. I think it absolutely should be because you get different opinions and you, then you get to think about it more as you talk about it more like we're doing, you know, because there's some things that you brought up that I didn't think about. So it absolutely that they knew what they were doing when they made this ending. It's gonna induce conversation and you know make people think. Right. I mean, as soon as I finished it, I just wanted to go. Oh, fuck! I don't know anyone who's completed it. How the hell do I discuss this with somebody? It's like crazy. Um, it, yeah. You know, the thing is, is that well, the good thing is, is you've got guaranteed three DLC packs, and none of them are going to be multiplayer maps, which is really good. They're all going to be story focused. Um, well, isn't the game single player? Only? It is. It is. Okay, that's why they don't understand. Because Ken was asking about it on Twitter. I'm like, well, this is a single player game. Why would it not be single player content? So I don't understand the uh, the whole, you know, I'm glad it's not multiplayer thing. <laughs> I, I think the the question he was asking more was where do you add content to this that's meaningful? I mean, if that's I mean, I, I assume I, one of the things will be wounded knee. Is that really no, going to add to the story though? Not really. No, no. It's just going to be, you know, I don't know. Cuz from the in the menu it just said new characters and stuff. I don't remember what it said exactly, yeah. but it's that's, nothing that's going to add to the story, I don't think. I think maybe what would be quite interesting, well, they've said that Songbird's possibly going to be one of the themes. You're going to see more of that. I think you're probably also going to see more of the um Vox Populi and the dead Booker, the one that's the martyr that you hear about when you revisit the tear. Um, I think that was probably going to be um, an interesting way of maybe seeing how that universe came about or how the events turned so that he was suddenly this, you know, freedom fighter. So that but we kind of know what happened there. But you only kind of, you, you, only in little bits and pieces. I think that could be fleshed out a little more. I mean, mm, then I think they gave enough for that. I don't really want to revisit that. I think I got enough and how he became a martyr and everything. I'm good with that. <laughs> so I, I've got a couple questions, just small observations. One of them being, I noticed in some gameplay videos that I've watched of Bioshock Infinite, uh, while somebody's playing the game, Booker has a white cloth over his right hand. I thought it was blue. No, it was white. It was a white cloth. 
I never had that cloth on my hand throughout my entire playthrough. Isn't that where he got stabbed? Yeah, he gets stabbed in the the and, she, and Elizabeth gives her, rips something off of her clothes to to to. to yeah, that never it. happened in my game. You never got stabbed. I never got stabbed. I never had a white cloth on my hand. Interesting. And I noticed whenever I, we were walking on into the uh, towers and stuff like that, that some of the bookers that I was watching had claws on his hand and others did not. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. This um, where we got stabbed as I, I can't exactly remember, but there was a guy on the other end of like a, uh, a like a desk and you had a choice to make. And I don't remember what the choices were, but obviously there was a bad one and a good one. Oh, it was a ticket booth. I've just You're done right. that. Ticket, right. Yeah. And yeah. it's either, you know, just be kind of like vocal with him and say something or shoot him or something. Or pull Which your weapon you? out. I pulled okay. my weapon out. Then that's probably why you didn't get shot. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I don't remember getting stabbed. Yeah. You didn't get stabbed? Okay. So I did the, the, the more calm choice and well, i see, guess john I, did too. i didn't think i didn't think i was like when they gave me the option to pull my gun out they didn't say pull my gun out and shoot his brains all over the wall i thought it was just me holding him up telling him to give me a fucking ticket you know but no, no i pulled my gun out and oh i gotta shoot him now because here he comes with a gun right no the, uh, the that's that was the other choice where you just kind of kind of intimidate him or try to be logical or whatever but Talking yeah at that him. point your hands on the desk and he stabs you, and yeah. then a big fight ensues. So. Yeah, that never happened. I never got a cloth on my hand. Yeah. Okay. so yeah, Same here. Wow. Didn't even notice that. And I've just done that six section again, and I picked this time I picked to shoot him instead of um, trying you know, hurry him up. And I never, I didn't even notice that part. So how about this? Um, what's the, does, is there any kind of big choice between the necklace that you choose? I was just going to ask the same the question. question. Did anybody pick the cage? I, yes. no, I did not okay. pick the gauge. There, well, see, well, I mean, how do we determine what changed or not, though? <laughs> so, yeah. That's the point. There is a, a, People have played both. There's no difference. But the point is, is that it's just an experiment like the heads and tails that the Latisas do, that regardless of what you choose, that the it makes no difference. And I think that's kind of a... Uh, it's just them... It, uh, just uh irrational fucking with you basically it's like a commentary on games now that give you choice thinking it means a difference it doesn't there's no difference on that okay. one whatsoever okay that kind of fits the story then kind of because for I, I i may have read this wrong but i read about or heard about the the whole coin flip it's always going to come up tails is what they said no matter what heads. you pick it's going to oh, i'm sorry heads it's always going to come up heads what coin flip um, it was, oh God, where was this? It's when you first, um, kind of, you get the telegram from the Latisse, um, and then you carry on for a bit further and then they, I think it's before you get to the raffle, they ask you, they're both standing there and they ask you to flip a coin and he's got that chalkboard on, a uh, chalk able. Oh, right, right, right. Oh right. yeah. And it's, they're all on one side. Yeah. It's always going to land on heads. I do know that he does choose differently. So the first time I played through, he chose heads, but it landed on heads. Second time he chose tails, but it still landed on heads. So the dialogue changes, but the result is always the same. Now, I have a question, and Justin brought this up at some point, that the Lutises are actually the same person. Yeah, right. Different universes. Yeah, that's how they can finish each other's sentences without even thinking about it or going or playing off each other's sentences. 
Okay, oh. and my question is, I went back and listened to all the voxophones, and there's one that specifically mentions, you know, my you brother. can't have seen these people. They've been dead for seven days. Like, it refers to them as being two specific people in the same universe. Yeah, these people have been time traveling for a very, very, very long well, time. Well, they created it. Yeah. Or she created or he or one of them. He. Yeah. <laughs> that, that fucking thing created it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's uh, the, and, yeah. and and wasn't him now? He the the guy. He's the one that took Booker's baby. Yes, he's. I mean, the the thing is, they've both been working with Comstock. However, they both had diffs. But my question for that is then: supply. is why do they help him to get his baby back? It's or, and it, get, it's, kill Comstock. How come they took him and then help him in the same time? Because Robert has guilt. The man version has guilt and he's the one that's kind of helping but but he's the one that took it <laughs> yes but that's what he's suffering the guilt from and rosalind doesn't agree with what he's doing he believes she believes that it can't be undone but and i think there's a vox fan that says that well what am i gonna do he's he's me he's my well essentially he's my brother but he's you know she will play along with it it um so it's a, a case of um they were there together in the same universe because she pulled, she, she found, pulled she, they communicated through talking through the tears and then suddenly found a way, I think through Elizabeth to get him actually through one. Um, so they have, they do know that they're a pair. And what I found really strange, and it's right at the beginning of the game, is that you walk past a statue that at first is Robert and then just without reason changes to Rosalind. And it's a statue, and it's like celebrating the fact that they created the um, technology that the the, the sky uh, that Columbia sits on, essentially. Um, but really oddly, he's just walking by. You you get the option to hold and look, and you see it change from uh, him to her. And I don't know why that does that because nothing happens in that game at that point that would change anything. So I don't understand why you don't know you change. You don't know something could have been happening. We don't know what's going on. I mean, it's <laughs> maybe it was just one of those subtle things where it was trying to get you to start thinking about that kind of stuff. Maybe, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Right, and that's the. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. There's sorry. one other question I have. <clears throat> Damn, pollen, man. But um, the the other question I have is I understand that um, there is a couple of tears, but there's also a few other things where you don't open them; you just listen to what's inside of them. Uh, one of them being. Well, there's a predominance of 1980s music. Yeah. <laughs> um, you hear, was it Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Yeah. Yeah, and God Tis- Only Knows. Uh-huh. Tainted Love. Tainted Love. Tainted but Tainted Love. Love is actually an old version sung. From the a, 60s, though. Yeah. I mean, it's. But, yeah. it, but it's not that one, though. It's actually <clears throat> sounds like something from the 1917s. With the 19. old timey kind of like a, yeah it was on, it was on the the was it were those things called the z- not xylophone the voxophone the voxophones yeah the ones where you can actually like the record players right 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 yeah no I mean they're all done in the in the style of the times there is a voxophone somewhere with somebody basically saying to someone else you know I don't know where you find your music from but you're essentially the Mozart of this age where yeah someone has been doing exactly that they've been listening forward in time. And then recreating those songs in the current style. And so that's how you can have 
girls just want to have fun in the city in the 1890s. It's sort of like Hot Tub Time Machine in that respect. About Did anyone see that movie? I have, yeah. Remember when, um, um, what's his name? Not Daryl. Um, he plays that in The Office. I don't oh. know his name, but he uh, yeah. his band played uh, uh, like a, a 90s song in the in the 80s or something. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that. Yeah. I thought that was very clever how they did that. Yeah. I didn't well, even. Know. I mean, you actually know. hear it though. I mean, you. Yeah. That's the actually girls just want to have fun. I mean, that's the actual song. You know, the '80s version of it, uh, in the tear. But the one I don't get is, and I understand why they're playing songs from the 1980s because you eventually go to 1984 and Comstock is basically taking over New York City. Um, I get that, but why play the Cleetance Clearwater Revival song? The Fortunate Son or Fortunate One, whatever the name of that song is. Why That's, not? That was made in the 60s. So, I mean, they they still went forward in time. Yep, they never went to the 60s. They went to the 80s. You um, don't know that they never went to the 60s. This guy could have seen through several tears. Yeah. I mean, the, the tears just didn't go to the 80s. It goes to wherever they you know want to go. So it's like time It's time travel. I mean, So how many times did Booker and Elizabeth actually go through a tear? They did it. Twice. twice. Oh, twice. Is it only twice? I could have sworn it was well, more no, than twice. Booker went three times, didn't he? Because he then got pulled to the 1984. And, uh, then, went, and then went back to 1911. Mm. Or was it 19... 1912. 1912. 1911 was Red Dead. <laughs> I keep going so, back. Yeah, there, there was the, the time with Chen Lin. Yep. They go through a tear there. There's going to Rapture. There's going to 84. And yeah, I feel like there's another one in there. I'm sure there there's, is. there's definitely one just I think maybe a short while after they went they went to Chen Li. Well, yeah, there was one after that. After you got the weapons, you went back <clears throat> or went to a different tear. I don't know. There was... I think it might have something to do with Jeremiah. Oh, yes, that's it. When you went to then get the weapons, yeah. they, they were locked up, weren't they? And he yeah. said, how are we going to move them? And right. she then said, well, we don't need to. We just need to find a tear where they're not even here. And that's uh, when you found out after that a little bit is he died. Booker died. Yeah, yeah, because it's in that tear that they go into that he is a martyr bleeding, of the Vox yeah. Populi. He's bleeding through the nose and all that stuff, and like, oh, this is one of the timelines where you're dead. Yeah, because uh, that's when what's her name Fitzroy is out to kill him because he must be a fake because their version of Booker is dead. Yeah. This is a confusing fucking game. No, that's time travel is fucking confusing. I know it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, something a little bit simpler, um, getting on to just another little bugbear of mine. Um, I'm sounding really negative. The game's the best game I've played in years, but um, I didn't like the vigors in the fact that, one, they were too similar to the, um, the Adam and Eve. And, and the thing is, with the original plasmids. Bioshock, the plasmids, thank you, plasmids and the Adam and the Eve, those the plasmas were there for a reason. They were invented because, you know, they were genetically spicing bits and pieces. People wanted them because they wanted to enhance their body. You had the fact that you were harvesting Adam in able to create the plasmids. They were all linked to the story of Bioshock and well, Rapture, essentially. Yeah, you were fighting splicers. Those were people who went insane because they were using too much of it. Exactly. Whereas one, yeah. there's no reason for it other than the fact that they possibly could have went to Rapture and stole the technology, but there's no reason for it. And also, well, they could have been there, put in place to help, you know, Booker because they knew what was going to happen. But this was all to help. 
Well, yeah, but then, I mean, if you look at the the whole, I mean, the Vigors have been part of that, of Columbia, whichever Columbia you go to have been part of Columbia. This was something that, if brought in from an alternative uh, dimension, was probably done through by Comstock or by one, one of the Finks. Why, why don't any people use them? Why are coppers shooting at me with guns or hitting me with on the heads with truncheons? Why aren't they throwing vigors that are widely available at a country fair, not using them against me? This is this is a good point. It feels to me like this was just shoehorned in because it's a Bioshock game. Yeah, yeah, you do have some people who use them, like the Raven guys and all that. But you're right in general. Yeah, everybody's just using the, weapons. The majority of the population doesn't. And when they can get them from a country fair, for crying out I mean, that's the advertise. You know, you've got that. Um, they're, they're trying to sell their wares when you're walking around before the raffle. There's guys saying, oh, you know, he's got the electricity one and the, the, the devil's kiss one. Um, and the only time that you actually find that you use them is the firemen. They use them. Uh, although, it, to me, it looks like they've got a suit on of some sort. I don't know why. Just make it tougher to kill, I guess. Um and then you've got the raven guys, but they don't use it in the same way as you use it. Yeah, they don't send crows after you. They teleport they, is what it is. Um, Slate, who uses it. But that's it. I mean, you would think if they wanted a decent police force, they'd, you know, mandatory to take one of the Vigors. Um, it just didn't sit as well with me as the, the plasmids did with Bioshock. I think mainly, you know, it's because they were there as part of the story in Bioshock, whereas here, it's a Bioshock game. We've got to have something a bit... We've got to have magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a little thing. I mean, to be fair, it's fun. It's a little thing. Again, it... it, That's fair, though. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, there could be a backstory. You just, you know, they decided not to. Maybe, you know, um, because what I gathered, the Lutesses are the ones that came up with the the Vigors. They made them. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, they made everything. They made the sky, the, the tears, the the vigors. They did. They were in charge of everything. Okay. Okay. I have. So maybe they, at some point, knew. Like I said, that it was. You know, he's gonna need this kind of help to go through his journey. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, maybe it's up for interpretation. But you're right. They they weren't really the a focal point of the story. So. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't it's just I, speculation. That's that's the biggest thing. Like to me, the the vigors weren't really that interesting. I didn't use them that much. And they, there wasn't that many of them. There was, like, like I said, there was three of them that they didn't even have like a special animation for or whatever. And they just felt like an afterthought. There was only eight in, in total. What I was kind of disappointed with, because I went back and looked at the video of the 2011 uh, E3 airing when they showed it off. And... They haven't even got one of the vigors they used in it, which was the telekinesis, where he basically took someone's gun and then shot him with it and then pulled it towards him. Um, that looked like fun. <laughs> well, that's essentially the possession. That's, kind yeah. Of. Well, it's yeah. It's, it's it, just it's a, probably became possession. Yeah, over the course of development. And, and, and you know, to your point, Drew, of saying there's no animations for three of them, that, eh, that's not necessarily true. There is for all of them. You just you know you got to find them. find them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, usually, like you like with the first few vigors, hell, one of them was actually a quest item. You had to get right. shock jockey, you know, and they make them a big deal. But then there's three of them that are just eh, you can find them, or oh, I just I found them by going to a vending machine and saying, hey, there's three new vigors here, and I bought them all. 
And I was just like, well, I guess I just didn't really care about these. Right. right. Even though yeah. two of them were the ones I used the most. Yeah. I mean, Shock Jockey was the only one that was physically required to progress in the story, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yes. No, you had to have no, possession. The, yeah, possession. Yeah, well, and the fire. I thought you had to have the fire, too. No, the fire you pick up literally after possession. What is it's it? like okay. the first time you encounter a fireman, um, and it's okay. like just after the raffle. Um, but uh, possession, yeah, that's literally given well, to you yeah. on a plank. Because you couldn't go any further <clears throat> without yeah. picking up a possession. <clears throat> yeah. Still, I think one of the best. I think I, I use that one of the most. Yeah, it definitely helped when I, you know, those little turrets, too. Mm. So. And another great thing, um, you know, well, a great thing coming off the back of, you know, the vigor thing. Um, I absolutely loved the Elizabeth mechanic. I thought she was never a hindrance. No. Um, her character, I think, the interplay between the two characters were just. It's not stuff you see in a game. It really isn't. It was phenomenal. Um, but I love the fact that she could throw you stuff. I love catching the coin. I love the satisfying sound it made when it slapped in your hand. Yeah, but uh, that got annoying. When you're in the middle of a fucking fight, and she's like, oh, here, have a fucking coin or something. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and then you money. turn around and catch it, and then you turn around and get shot in the face. Like, oh, thanks. That helped me a lot. I just died. I, I love she throws you, she throws you salt. She throws you ammunition, and you go. And to be fair, when you do it with ammunition or with salts or with health, you, as soon as you've taken it, you're pointing straight back where you were. So I, I, there were loads of times when there was someone coming at me, X appears, I hit it. She throws me some arrow, and then I blow the fucker's head off. Brilliant. Yeah, it usually Love saved me because I'm about to get hit by him, and then it kind of just freezes everybody in place while I reach over and grab the shit. Very annoying. I, I was just glad you didn't have to defend her. I, and and that's what I was just going to say. I, I'm not complaining because I would have hated for this game to be in any part an escort mission. But yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the game, the fact that enemies completely ignore her makes sense. Yeah. You know, she's the lamb being led astray by the false shepherd. Obviously, they're not going to attack her. And they, when they, you, they have specific orders not to touch her as well, haven't they? So, absolutely. Well, yeah, exactly. Because they're trying to get her back. You know, they're trying to save her from you. But when you're through the tear and you're being attacked by the Vox Populi, it 100% makes sense for them to attack her. Yeah. Again, I'm glad that I didn't have to defend her, but oh, yeah. it kind of doesn't make sense for a good chunk of the story that she is just straight up ignored by, you know, she's not fighting back. It's not like she's taking care of herself. They run right past her. Right. They well, do a couple of times. They do try and hide her so that she looks like she's sort of tucked away in a corner. But a lot of times, depending on where you are, because obviously she's throwing you ammunition and stuff, she's kind of in close proximity. So and there were a couple of times when she does that Batman trick where she's behind you and you turn around and suddenly she's in the other direction. That was really strange. Yeah, I, I for the most part, I she was hiding. It was when there were fighting was going on. So I mean. It doesn't make sense that the Vox Populi weren't trying for her, but it, she was hiding. We'll so. give her a pass. Yeah, but I mean, that well, yeah, and, easily... and if, if the alternative is you need to defend Elizabeth, then yeah, fuck that. I'd rather yeah. you be not consistent, right? right. Yeah. Than, than make if, this a big fat ex escort mission. And to be honest, if it turned out to be that, I wasn't gonna beat it. There was no way. I don't care for escort missions, and if it was gonna turn out to be one big one, I would just I spoil so, Andy by watching YouTube. I don't. I wouldn't I have fucking so cared. That they, that's, that's the Elizabeth mechanic was the way it was. I thought yeah. that they, um, they handled that really well because yes, and, it could have yeah. been 
And when you're not in combat, she like goes around the environment looking at stuff and Point she stuff points out. To you. Yeah, like there's a hey, there's a lockpick over there. I'm like, oh no shit, there is. You're awesome, thank you. Hey, why didn't you pick it up and throw it to me? <laughs> she can't do all the work, Drew. Come on, man. She doesn't help us out in combat. I mean, you're one of the most powerful beings in the entire universe, and yet you hide behind cover. Well, she, and, 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 drink and, a fucking vigor, lady. What I'm, what I'm <laughs> uh, all about when uh, if you play the game on hard or 1999, she does not help you. Oh, she doesn't give you ammo or anything like that. Yeah, it's what I was. Reading. Yeah. Apparently it's quite sparse ammo in the 1999 mode. No, I, I already got controller throwing pissed off at this game. I'm not playing on 1999 <laughs> oh. mode. No, no. I mean, I beat it. I, you know, now we're talking about the story, which is fine. I'm just not going to go back and play it again. Yeah, I'm, I don't like the shooter mechanics for this enough to say I want a harder version. Right. Of what's I want a harder version of the worst part of the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and what I was going to say earlier is I finally remembered is if you really want to get a good insight into the whole story, you you got to go find the Voxophones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and, go find somebody on YouTube who's uploaded all of them like I or, did. Or or that too, but I mean if you're playing through the game, it's best to go, you know, it's fun to, you know, find that shit and be like, "Oh, that's okay, that makes sense now." And you know, stuff as opposed to going to YouTube, but as you're going through the game, it kind of gives you a reason to go through and try to search through all the areas to get to the voxophones. Oh yeah, I mean, I found most of them. I found probably like 56 or 57 out of the 80. Yeah. But rather than play back through the game again, Right. No, if you beat I, the I game. just went and watched them. And the problem I ran into is one that I know Ken complained about a lot was you would pick up a voxophone as Elizabeth is talking to you and she winds up just talking over top of it. I never encountered that problem. Uh, I, I had think, that a few times. I, I would always let her do her thing before picking anything up. Didn't fear that would happen. So didn't really have it. But you can always replay them, though, as well. At least they give you that option, which is pretty good. I don't know. The story is what makes this game. Wonderful. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, t- to me, it's. I haven't. I mean, you know, we all know what happens at the end of Bioshock. That's pretty intense. Right. This just completely. And, and pisses the thing that there was multiple universes, it's always going to be a Booker and an Elizabeth. And I asked Ken this if he thought that Booker was Andrew Ryan in. The original Bioshock, and she was a little sister. Well, it, apparently, again, the timelines aren't correct. Um, it doesn't. Someone, no, no, no. It's a different universe. That the time still. It's not. Yeah, but different universes still. The time would still be the same way. Like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, if that's the case, then when we know when they hit Rapture, it's um, it's on lockdown, which means Ryan is already there. Um, Jack Ryan's already there. Andrew Ryan's a lot older, and he would be the same age as Booker. And it may be during the siege, maybe during Bioshock One. It is. It, well, they when they land, that is during because apparently somebody had taken a screenshot, and there's, um, you know, when you, one of the first bits you get where the plane crashes through the, um, uh, the pathway uh-huh. that through makes it inaccessible. That. Um, apparently the damage is done so that has to be after Jack Ryan gets there huh. okay but, but you know again it's um, 
It definitely leaves it up for interpretation. Yeah, they've done a fantastic job at basically saying this is a story, this is how it kind of ends, but you know what? You make your own decisions about how whether it all had a happy ending or not. I personally, I choose to believe that at the end, after the credits, when Booker opens the door, Anna is there. That's my belief, but they've left it open to interpretation. And, and, and here's another question on that whole Anna thing. The AD on his hand. No one did anyone figure it out what that meant? No, not in the, not until they pointed it out. Yep. Yeah, when he puts his hand up. And on the door at the very end, you see the AD, and then you suddenly feel like a gigantic fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> no, well, I mean, and, no, and, no. And I, that, I knew that before. I mean. Yeah, of course you did, Drake. <laughs> no, no, no. Whenever they were explaining it, you know, because remember he was he he was hearing, um, the the two the the man and woman. What were their names? Latess. Latess. They they were saying, oh, he branded himself as kind of penance. Right. Well, we got that during that. I didn't hear but any of that before, until after. Because they only mentioned Anna's name what once, maybe twice. He, he he mentioned it twice. Whenever he he was having a flashback, he kept saying the name. And then when he woke up, he was saying it while Elizabeth was standing over him. It was never he fell onto the uh, the the beach. Right. They were really clever about not actually making out that was his daughter because I believed up until the end that that was his wife's name. Right. Yep. That's yep. What I exactly. Yep. Yep. So and. Uh, another thing is, and when you, yeah. oh, and they gave you another hint as well, which I picked up on the other day, is is when you're going through the ticket office, um, one of the there's a part where a woman says, "Hi, aren't you Annabelle?" And she says, "No, I'm Elizabeth." Now, although that's apparently that's there just because she needed to make sure it was Elizabeth because they're the ones after after Booker, that was a clever little play by them to make. And I completely missed that as well. And and see, it goes to show that they give you all these subtle hints. But they give you they you know they disguise it under the everything else that you forget about those little subtle hints. Yeah, I mean the story is played out for you rather well going back and looking at it, and that you yeah. can figure out what's going on. But you kind of get wrapped up in other things, and you're like, oh shit, I should have known that. But it's it's very 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 well done, very clever, because <laughs> it kind of makes you think and like goes you down one path and then it does something that makes you think oh nope that can't be true and then go down a different path so oh. well i mean all i can say is I'm, i mean i'm i've got the season pass i've i opted for that halfway through playing this game i thought i've i need me some more of that so i got that i'm looking forward to that i just wonder what they can do next because you know that's you, what i was just going to ask and that's what you, me and dave wait. and ken were talking about this one week uh when i beat it and like ken was like where do they go from here well, you don't count two because two has nothing to do with irrational. And you could be well, well, be right, Justin, when you said earlier that they could have maybe a trilogy planned out. Um, however, do we take System Shock into that because that technically is where the whole thing comes from, or is this just the Bioshock trilogy? So you got Bioshock, and uh, the other clue. Fuck me, they put it in the fucking title, and you don't even figure it out. Right. It's an yep. infinite loop. Yep. And then, and I ask, I ask Ken, like, Infinite. okay, do they explain why they call it Bioshock Infinite? And he's like, yeah, you just play through the game, and sure enough, yeah, there it exactly. is. <laughs> Where do they go? I mean, how do you? <clears throat> I said, how are you going to top Bioshock? Um, and when it comes to story, yes, fair enough. The gameplay is pretty similar, with the exception of the sky hooks. And you know what? Considering most of that feel, um, game is set in daylight with the sun. Bl- blinding down on you with no clouds in the sky that's still fucking incredibly eerie 
they've done a cracking job on that. I felt I was I can't remember what part it was literally when you get off just after the first baptism when you make your way down to Columbia as Booker and you get off and you see you know the two platforms come together and you can hear the music in the background but there's another set of music playing as well and it just crept me the fuck out it was really weird and I love that they did that but anyway uh, what we didn't think they'd be able to top up I think they have I think what they've done with Bioshock story was Infinite story was way beyond what I thought they could do so how the fuck do they top that it's like saying how does Chris Nolan top Inception yeah. Today. Yeah. I mean, they can. I'm, I'm sure they can. I just, I don't know where they go from here. If they, if they're really wanting to try to, if they want to start a new story in this same universe, or you know, maybe have something set in nowadays. Well, I think what part of the charm is both with Bioshock and and with Infinite is the the setting and how well designed the games are to to make make you feel like you're in that age um, it's certainly a benefit to the game but I wouldn't say that they couldn't, there's no reason why they couldn't take it to the future you don't know do you, with maybe uh, giving you interest in weapons and things like that, whether that's something they've got planned, but you know, Justin could well be right they could be, they may already know what they've got planned out for the next game, it's just going to take them five years to make it Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, understand why this took them so long, because the goddamn story just damn messing with time like this just how does it not give you headaches i know (laughs) (laughs) well and that's that's kind of the question that i have is is more than what do they do with the next game what do they do with dlc for this game that is meaningful right and how do you tack on content that has substance to what you've already got you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm curious to see what the hook for that will be for, you know, why should I buy your season pass? How can you improve on what I'm already got? The problem yeah. is that they can't, they can't add anything that meaningful to Elizabeth and Booker's story because you're only, the, people are going to cry, well, that should have been in the main game if that's a real story. You can't have that. And I don't think they're stupid enough to do that. Um, well, you know. and to be fair, their story is pretty well played out in little yeah. the voxophones and everything, too. I think they'll just be ex- expansions on stuff we've seen, of some, some other stuff fleshed out. But I'm just pleased that it is all going to be single-player content because there's no multiplayer to, for them to, oh, we've got some more maps, oh, whoop-de-doo. Um, this, you know, it's going to be proper content and... Um, that's what I'm pleased about, and especially if it is true that Songbird's going to be heavily featured because, damn, was that a fantastic machine, and fuck, did they not give him enough screen time? That's, uh, that's one of the few things that I could stand to see expanded on, is where that came from, how it works, and that sort of thing. Right. You could, you, you could even see, like, before, you might not even have Booker and Elizabeth, it might be something to do with Songbird, the creation, you know, maybe... 20 years prior um, one man's either you know, chance to make it or stop it being made or something like that that would be cool well I got I can I wouldn't mind more information on Songbird but I think I got enough to realize what it means to the story so I mean it was made I this is what I got and maybe they can pl- play out on this is just for for Elizabeth yeah, to it, keep it, her where she needs to be and there's also hints to think um, believe that they entered Rapture 
and saw the big dallies that gave them the idea for it. But again, that's only hinted at in a Voxophone. It's not actually told us whether or not that's true. No. Either way, I'm not going to get the DLC. Uh, John, I'll probably, whoever gets it, I'll just, you know, <laughs> I will ask questions. But I got enough to, you know, make it. Mis- just, I just out. got enough to me. It was well done. It was well told. I don't need any more. <laughs> I kind of do. I just don't. There's something. I don't know. It that feeling that you get when you when the credits roll and you see the last, you know, few frames of the the game at the end. That that feeling that I had. You don't get that very often. Oh, absolutely you, not. And like Dave said, when and, he beat it and he, you know, he was ready to go into it and play it again. I got that, but it's not going to change the story. <laughs> no, so it, it, it's it was just. I loved it, and it's when people have a go at gaming, um, they're always ready to call out games such as Call of Duty and, and Grand Theft Auto as being a bad influence. But looking at something like that, yes, it's a it's a violent game. I mean, fuck me, those skyhook kills are brutal. But the the that's art. That the storytelling is art. You. Yes, it's rare in the game, but when you get a team like Rational who repeatedly come up with this stuff and knock it out of the park, it, why don't people focus on that? Why don't people say, look, yes, just like idiotic Hollywood action movies, you have those, but we've also got this, this. Well, people focus uh, to each their own, really. They focus on different aspects. Me... I like a good story over the way the game plays and looks any day. Yeah, I, and, uh, I, I, and this is a shining example because the combat really frustrated the hell out of me, especially at the end. But sitting through it, it really pays off because of the story. It's like uh, Red Dead talked about that, you know, earlier on separate subject. But Red Dead was, you know, yes, it was it was better than Grand Theft Auto in regards to what they'd done, but the combat wasn't fantastic, but the story was so compelling, and you, you don't see that enough, um, and people should be applauded for that, and I hope that this sells bucket loads. It's probably not going to, because it's not Call of Duty, but I, I hope that 2K make a lot of money out of this. I hope that a rational... Um, you know, get their next one commissioned so that they can then go ahead and take the amount of years. I mean, 2K is a great publisher. I mean, can you imagine EA publishing Bioshock? A five-year gap? It's never going to happen, is it? I'm I'm quite glad that... Because 2K don't... 2K are quite happy to say, you know what? Take your time. And that's the way it should be. You don't need to rush things out every year. And that's... I like, and hopefully because of that, their sales expectations aren't going to be through the roof. They're probably going to look at it and say, you know what, this has done well. I mean, certainly done well critically. I don't think anyone can uh, say that it hasn't. Um, and then let them, you know, there you go. Well, okay. I, 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 I tell you, on that point, John, is the world is talking about this ending. And, you know, I've done, I think everyone's done a good job of not spoiling it. And if they have, like we are, put enough, you know, attention to that it's a spoiler but just the fact that everyone's talking about the ending should be make it should make everyone curious about it and go and play it it's a shame i mean we're speaking to people now that have played this game and they they know the ending you know we're not they're not going to get any more sales out of bioshock from us talking about it you know we're just here to because we wanted to speak about the ending we wanted to 
um, air our opinions because it is, as you say, it's a it's a game that's got people talking. Um, I hope and that, that word of mouth does wonders. Look what we did with Viking all those years ago. We we I mean we got a few people to buy Viking. I mean this game already has the Bioshock name, but it has enough people talking about it, and the people who are going to bypass it. You talking maybe... about Viking Battle for Asgard? Yes, sir. You motherfuckers <laughs> got me to buy that See? fucking game. There's proof right there that word of mouth works, and that game was awesome. That game, that was, game fun. was awesome. So I, I, this has already got word of mouth going on. So maybe people shouldn't, you know. Hopefully, people be like, oh, okay. There's a lot of you know stuff going on with this ending. I need to play it to see what it is. And it's one that won't disappoint. No. So, I mean, the thing is, you see these stories, especially the last few weeks, and these stories about the, you know, Square Enix, you know, didn't Tomb Raider didn't sell enough copies for them, even though it sold three point six, and Hitman didn't, even though it sold three point four, and and you think, what's what is enough? I mean, what do they expect? Um, I'm, I am pleased that it's two K because they do seem like a lot of background, but just worry that you know a game that deserves the irrational deserve to be given freedom and the money to go and make the next Bioshock game or whatever game they're going to make. They need to be given that. And you just worry about, you know, with the studios closing down, it's like if it doesn't sell 10 million copies, then it's a failure. And it's, it's a sad well, state. You know, it's, it's all on the gamer. You know, if they, if all people just wanted their call of duties every year, you know, that's it's it's our fault for spurring that on and missing a, a great game like this. So I, and we have no one to no one to blame but ourselves. We, so. we, we've got a long year ahead of us. We've got two possible console launches with all of the launch stuff that that brings. We have got Grand Theft Auto, which is, you know, going to be one of the um, the biggest games. And you've got all of these new IPs coming out like Watch Dogs and beyond. Um I do believe that I have already played this year's game of the year. I am inclined to agree. And I really am because the story, you can't beat it. Nothing can beat it. I don't think anything can beat this in well, story wise. I can I can definitely say one thing. Uh it's got a compelling story. In fact, I'd say it's probably one of the best stories I've seen this year. But I don't think this is my game of the year. Fair enough. I, I mean, mean it's, I, I think the, the gameplay was boring and drab, and it made me want to stop playing the game. I, to me, I, the story made me want to keep on playing. Yeah, yep. yeah, but I, I, I get Drew's point that you're playing in spite of the gameplay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that's I, what I a great story not... tells you. That's what a great story does. It makes <laughs> you keep playing. Even though the the gameplay itself is kind of lackluster, it was yeah. offensive gameplay. I mean, fucking hell! It's like um, I've played the cartel. That's offensive gameplay. You know, when about first person shooter, it it just wasn't enough. It wasn't like uh, to me, it wasn't original enough. It it was like you know, you like you could have just taken it directly from Bioshock. There wasn't enough in there. Um, but yeah, regardless of my, you know. It was competent. It was a competent shooter. Um, not the best, but the story was so compelling. And I, I can't imagine me think, thinking about a game for as long as I did after I'd finished playing it. No, I, I mean, I totally agree on the story. And I mean, this is me speaking as someone who gave it a 9.3, I think. Yeah. For that score of, of games that I've given that score to, it is the least well-rounded of, of something that I would give that kind of a score to, if that makes sense. I mean, uh, yeah. th this game really survives based on its story 
and the combat is something you tolerate to get to it. And I think that's the only thing that would keep it from being my game of the year. Grant, I'm saying this in mid April um, is just because it, it is not even across the board. There is one aspect of it that is incredible and one aspect of it that is competent enough that allows you to enjoy how good the story is. You see, that's where <clears throat> I'm different. I know gameplay, gameplay, not broken <clears throat> by any means. No, not at all. It's not the best, but again, I'm a story guy, and this is one of the the only reason why it would be in my game of the year consideration is because of that story. The gameplay could be broken, and the story could just keep pushing me and pushing me. It's that compelling. I agree with John, and I understand your points. I do, but I don't know. I'm a story guy, and you know what backs up the story is the music. The music doesn't get enough love either in any game, pretty much. The music is phenomenal. Yeah, the music is really good in this game. And Again, it's just the the way that it's been designed, both graphically and, and you know with the sound. And again, if you go on YouTube, fuck me, there's a world. The, the some of the sound has been speeded up. Some people have sped it up, and it's actual songs that they've slowed down and used as, as ambient noise. And there's like the bit where you get the possession, the when that woman, you know, you get that vision of the woman. She goes green and she gives you a blows you a kiss. Play it backwards. She's saying stuff. It's really weird, and the it's the whole design of it was it again. It draws you into the story. It makes you feel like you're in you're playing in. You makes you believe that there's a Columbia in the sky in 1912. And this is what it would be like. Um, it just and again, how the game made me feel like claustrophobic, even though I was out in the open, and gave me a sense of dread, even though it was broad daylight. It just speaks volumes about how that game was designed. I'm glad that they spent all the time, for the most part, on the story. Because they could have easily just upped the combat and just made a lackluster story. That's I'm, I'm glad we got a good story out of a game. Well, you, you, did, you did get a good story out of a game. And, and I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from, no, no. from Bioshock. And I think it's still in my top ten games of the year. It's just I think I've played another game that, that I enjoyed more both in story and in gameplay. And that's why we have these our personal lists at the end of the year is because every you know, we're all different. We all have our own opinions and our lists, although there will be plenty of games that will make maybe all of our lists uh, at the end of the year, we'll all have ones that others won't because the way that we play games and the way that we see games are different. We're individual and I think that's one of the reasons why uh, you know, people do trust our site is because they're going to get some honesty from us because we're all real people and we all see, you know, have, want and need different things from games. But, right. um, right. I, you know, I just find it hard to, you know, for me personally and by the sounds of Justin, I'm going to find it hard to find anything that's going to make me feel the way I felt at the end of that game. And that carries a lot of weight, even this early on in the year. And I might be wrong, might be that GTA is phenomenal. It might be Killzone Shadowfall is the best game ever made. We don't know. Um, the end of the year will tell us, but um, <laughs> this one's going to be hard to beat for me, John. Yeah, it's going to be a tough. <laughs> one. Yeah. It um. The, as well. The uh the the best thing I can describe from it is um, kind of the feeling I got whenever I first beat Infamous for the first time. And how was that? How that was, was that? Yeah. It was. I was. 
I, I so when I first played Infamous, I was getting ready. To, or when I beat Infamous, I was getting ready to go to work. So I was standing there in my boxers, and I beat it. And I watched that final cutscene. And when I found out that Kessler, the main villain, a guy who made you kill your girlfriend and destroy everything you've ever loved, was actually you from the future. Yeah, that was yeah, that was mind blowing to me. So I mean, I'd like I, I kind of guessed it before it happened, but it still right. it I, like it was like a journey. Like that last, the last like twenty minutes of that game, where there's no combat, there's nothing but you pressing forward and going forward and listening to Elizabeth explain the shit to you. That it that was just you know, right? Me sitting and, there in awe, kind of thing. And, and that's what I told, because I let Ryan buy, uh, borrow it, and I told him, just keep pushing through. You'll probably guess some of the elements of the ending, but what comes, you know, in but like after what you probably guessed will blow your mind. The infinite, like, universes, that's the stuff that really is wow. But you never I mean, saw that really coming, even though all the things that are... Even though it's cool. But it, it, you can easily guess some of the stuff. And yeah. sometimes you'll be right, and then you'll be wrong. So it's, I mean, it's we, more about how it's done, right? Yeah, and I think if you look at how the Comstock thing, that how he, how does how is Booker Comstock, and it's like, well, he's a lot older than him. It's all built into the story, and it's plausible to that point. You know, to the perspective of the story, the fact is is that he's older, so. They get away with making him look different. You don't really ever see him that up that close and personal to actually tell whether they're the same person. But he travels through tears. It causes him to age prematurely. That and becomes sterile. That ties into the Anna stuff. It's all there. It's all in, built into this story. And that's incredible that they've done that. Instead of just, oh, it's you. Um, and just invent some crappy explanation as to why he looks different. He's wearing it, a beard, a fake one. Exactly, they could have. It's all built in. It's part, integral part of the story. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's you know you know what it reminds me of a little bit. Um, that movie Looper. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Looper. Yeah. Huh. Damn. Well, again, that's the go-to kind of move. Like, like I said, with time travel. <laughs> what Looper? Just, yeah, yeah. It just seems to be like the whole, you know, your Comstock kind of deal. It just seems like the it's the go-to move for time travel or time manipulation. So. Yeah, you're the bad guy. Yeah, and I said to Ken because I was like, the first day after I played it. The next day, I I, I told Ken if I end up being Comstock, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not though because you do you end up being but the. I guessed. I, I thought, because uh, I, I sent someone a uh, uh, message, uh, a friend of mine who'd completed eyes, and I said, I think I've got an inkling as to what the ending is. And she said, well, what is it? Um, I won't tell you. I said, I think there's possibly another booker here, and it could be Comstock. And obviously, didn't say anything. But even then, with that inkling in my head, when it actually comes out and how they did it, I had no idea. Right, I it was the execution. That it was reason right. why he was and that's incredible. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they did multiple. It's like two. It's like multiple tiers of, of the ending that you have to get through. And you know, I, I couldn't guess them all. That was the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I like, and I've, I'm, I'm a good guesser. I'm a very good guesser. Wow. And, and like we said before, there's just so much 
information pointing to where the ending was going to go, but it wraps you up in other things. It gets you thinking other directions too. So yeah, kind of throws you for a loop and it's well done. Yeah. Well executed. Absolutely. Definitely. So final thoughts or, I mean, obviously this is in our top 10 games of the year right now. I think it's safe to say or assume rather that it's going to be up there probably throughout the whole year. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how it goes, but um, right, right. this is I'm one looking- of those games where, you know, you're there for the twist. You know, it's like when I go to watch a M. Night Shyamalan movie, I'm there for, like, the last ending. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then the twist is, there is no twist. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid M. Night Shyamalan. I know. He doesn't do anything anymore, does he? No. Good. I think Avatar was his last failure. This is true. Wow, I forgot he did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, um, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, we've exhausted the ending. Uh, I think it needs to say it's a great game. And if anybody out there hasn't played it, why the hell did you listen to this? Right. <laughs> but um, if you still want to play it, I highly suggest it. Um, yeah. And if you got a PC that can run it, play it on PC. It looks so much better on PC. Yes, it does. Jesus. Yes, it does. The Xbox is the worst looking. Absolutely, hands down, the worst looking. It's got some stuttering problems, doesn't it? I didn't encounter uh, I didn't have problems. any. No, I didn't have any problems. And you know that when we was on the podcast together last, Justin, you said about you, you thought it looked foggy. Hazy, hazy, yeah. I never had that, other than the glare from the sun. That's what I'm talking about. It was just, it just seemed that I didn't do it too well. Because I was, I, I looked at the, uh, um, someone had a video, I forget who it did. IGN had a, a video comparing the three different versions. They stood them side by side by side, and they had, you know, labeled them with the 360 PS3 PC. And I looked at the 360, it was just too much haze. It just looked like it just, I don't know, didn't render right or something. It just worse looking version hmm. by far and because i thought it was my television and i bought a brand new television like oh fuck my television's messed up but then i compared it my screenshot to their screen and it looked exactly the same so the haze just wasn't done well on the 360 hmm. so all right well that's pretty much it anybody else got anything to say nope no nope. uh, uh the uh, soundtrack is awesome I, I wish that you could go buy this. Uh, sure. Just normal. I, you had to buy the collector's edition or the Songbird edition to download it. Why they didn't, you know, release this soundtrack to the public or they to buy? Will. They will yeah. some. Yeah, more than likely they will. It's mm. it's, it's good. So uh, I like it. That's just my thought. I like the soundtrack. So okay. Well, um, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, I guess we'll do like the whole shout out spiel. Um, you can follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Dave is at BoxDP. John is at John WUK. Yep. And Justin is at Killer Wolverine for your Get Glue Raptor updates. <laughs> yes. Um,. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. If you guys would please leave us an iTunes review. I don't really know where Ken's going to put this. Uh, give uh, Phoenix Down a listen. Uh, we're not going to have an episode this coming week, but we will have one next week continuing Xeno Gears. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you want to send us an email, send it uh, podcasts 
at ztgamedomain.com. That's it. We've talked about Bioshock Infinite. We spoiled the crap out of it. Uh, left us confused, left us happy, and left us confused some more. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I'd like to say, still hey, confused. you know, once this is posted on the site, leave your comments about what, about what you think. But don't do that. Because, you know, yeah. we don't, <laughs> we don't want to. Other people. Wanna... <laughs> yeah. Right. So they may come in there, why did I read that? <laughs> I didn't mean to click on that. So, I mean, we could discuss it, you know, in email chains, maybe? Absolutely, if you want to send us an email. Or a direct message on Twitter, if you can do your questions or whatever in 140 characters or less. Or just send a bunch of them. (laughs) Or send a bunch of them. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that's pretty much it. Um, How you... You, well, and uh, real quick on that, because I want to hear other people's thoughts, too. Yeah. I mean, I've got Dave, and, you know, Drew, and now John's, you know, and Ken's. I'm kind of curious what other people have to say. So, I mean, yeah, shoot emails. Shit. Yeah. Send some emails. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. What, we'll, see. We'll, we'll try to answer you and stuff like that. So. Uh, absolutely. But anyway, I guess that's it. Um, let's just do the Phoenix Down outro. I'm Drew. I'm Dave. I'm Justin. And I'm John. And we're out of here. I appreciate everybody listening, and we'll catch you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Another year, or maybe less. Watch this, I hear. Well, can't you guess? She feels neglected, and he's suspected of making whoopies. She sits alone most every night. He doesn't phone, he doesn't write. He says he's busy, but she says, is he? He's making whoopies. He doesn't make much money, only 5,000 per. Some judge who thinks he's funny says you pay six to her. He says, now judge, suppose I fail. The judge says, budge. Right into jail, you better keep her, you'll find it cheaper than making rules.